0: Well, good afternoon, good evening, or good morning, wherever you find yourself listening to this podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is WWW. What happened this week in the world and what do we think about it? I'm Ken H coming to you always from Houston, Texas. Thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you very, very much. Fastest 25 minutes on all nine channels of podcast availability. So thank you again. It is the 19th of April, 2022 let's get started well as you know the format of course we're going to talk a little bit about the USA there's a little politics a little sports a little entertainment we'll talk a little bit about things happening in our world around us and then we'll take a break our sponsor is fantastic and we're so grateful to have them then we'll talk about some of these items in greater detail so USA interesting news of course in our political world The CDC had extended the mask mandate on flights and traveling publicly till May. The airlines had already sent, all 22 main CEOs of the various airlines had sent letters saying, we got to stop this. This is killing us. It's ridiculous. It's no science anymore. And therefore they didn't get heard. CDC didn't listen to them. However, a federal judge did and stayed the mandate uh, from the CDC and of course immediately the airlines made the transition and all pilots all airline crew and all passengers put those masks away we're done is it more of control or more of science we'll, we'll talk about that later how about the entertainment world well the trial continues in the Johnny Depp and his wife ex-wife's dilemma million trial. Johnny took the stand today. If you were able to see that on any of the news, you could watch a little physical abuse, mental abuse, verbal abuse. He's now saying, you know, that she kept me from work and I wasn't able to get all the work I wanted her done. So terrible, terrible, terrible. Uh, She, of course, is suing for $50 million. And he's saying that's uh, ridiculous. Uh, She cost me the money. So we'll see who wins. Obviously, it's going to be a deal, but that started Uh, this week and the trial and certainly Johnny Depp was on the stand today. Oh well, he was asked uh, did he have a problem with his fame and he was clever enough and at least in his reply to say well I'll never say I have a problem with fame, but it can be difficult sometimes. And then proceeded to ramble on about how I'm sure he would have rather had a different style but again Doesn't say ever that I'm sorry I'm not famous or I'm sorry I didn't make such a famous movie or whatnot. Seemingly all started from his Pirates of the Caribbean, which is what shot him. He was a big TV star with, of course, 21 Jump Street, but this is what really burst him onto the spotlight in those Pirates of the Caribbean movies. If you're a sports fan, again, I said it last week, we kind of talked a little bit more about sports than we normally do, but if you're a sports fan, what a time to be, you know, in a sports fan. We just finished the Masters, had a new winner, so that's always pretty cool. And we have, of course, the basketball. I'm not such a basketball fan, as you know, but certainly the basketball playoffs are starting. You've got baseball uh, going on. You've got, so there's a lot of sports for those fans, of people that like to watch those sports. I don't say I have to bet on the sports, but certainly it's fun to watch. And there's a lot of sports going on, so plenty for people uh, interested in sports in whatever sport you like. In that vein, we're going to talk because next week at this time, folks, live and in person, we're going to have our dear friend and longtime friend, but a very, very successful individual and famous football player and and speaker and, and friend of mine, friend of the show, and he's going to be here for the entire 25 Fast Minutes, and we're going to talk together about various things, and we'll see how you all respond. I'm excited to have him on the show, and we'll see him next week, this famous time. In the world, as we transition to those world or global things outside our borders, uh, what's going on outside the United States? Well, you cannot and I will not miss the opportunity to continue to talk about Ukraine. We can't forget it. It's so perhaps easy to forget since it's not here on our shores. It doesn't seem to be on the news so much as anymore. Uh, it's now going into its uh, 45th, 50th days. Uh, it's uh you know, it's, it's very difficult to, to fathom the anguish that these people have. The Ukrainians had one big victory recently, of course, as they f- sunk the Russian flagship, uh, hit by two missiles, and then on its way to shore, all the crew had abandoned ship, but on its way to shore, the vessel took on water and sank. That was the Russians' biggest uh, loss in military equipment, of course, and again, the flagship of their fleet. And so that's why I think you'll see the ramp-up and you're starting to see the ramp-up of the Russian attacks and just mercilessly uh, blowing up things that have nothing to do with the military, nothing to do with uh, arms. They're just destroying everything in in the country. And that's just a terrible situation, terrible place to be, but it is continuing to happen. So we lift up everybody involved and we want to make sure everybody tries to stay as safe as possible and get this thing to some sort of resolution as quickly as possible although it doesn't seem to be uh, heading that direction well there's a uh, astronomers have have found that there is a uh, comet coming our way largest comet they've ever seen found or recorded huh. we'll talk a little bit more about that later course you guys know faithful to the show followers if not you remember if you don't I have lived in the Netherlands for 15 years and the Netherlands of course very famous for flowers for orange for the Dutch windmills for uh, the red light district the marijuana those kind of famous touristic things people think of when they think of the Netherlands but tulips is clearly one of the most uh, famous things that they are are world-renowned or known for and so that's kind of fun cool and I saw today two things that reminded me of the Netherlands Uh, happy Dutch American Heritage Day today we celebrated the long history of the diplomatic relations between the United States and the Netherlands more than 80,000 jobs are supported in the Netherlands USA trade and investment uh, here in Texas of course and that embassy there uh, is is very famous. And so very, very cool. The Netherlands and Texas specifically, where I am, of course, have a little shared uh, uh, specialness to it. I have a spare, a special feeling for the Dutch after 15 years of living there. But for their tulips, it's very hard. In fact, most uh, often tourists will head to the Netherlands to see the tulip gardens there in the Kuckendal areas up there near uh, Amsterdam just outside of Amsterdam area but in Oregon actually very exciting April 15th Friday in Woodburn Oregon this Friday they are having the 40 acre tulip display opens for its 38th annual showing from March 18th to May 18th is, is the way they're doing those dates and so they're having the Hot air balloon festival. So, if you want to see all these tulips, the garden is open, but they're going to have a hot air balloon, uh, I guess, flight contest, whatever, during the Wooden Shoe Tulip Festival, which starts again this Friday. So, it's very cool. Hot air balloons. Calm. I've been in a hot air balloon, they're very quiet, they're very calm. What was surprising to me in my hot air balloon flight was that it was so quiet. And you could literally hear people on the ground. You're only about a hundred feet off the ground in your hot air balloon. And you could hear the people, you know, waving or kids waving or screaming or dogs or whatever and yelling, and you could actually hear them. You hear, yes, the, the fire of the, of the hot air and the fire going to keep that air balloon in the air. But once that, you know, goes and it's, it's quiet, nothing. You're floating. And so it was pretty cool. And so that was one of the most unique things that I noticed about that. As you kind of are in that uh, vein or in that uh, hot air balloon. And so if you happen to be in Oregon, if you happen to like tulips, if you happen to be around that arrogant, uh, Oregon hot air balloon festival will be going on this weekend. So that's pretty cool. But again, a couple of stories today specifically I noticed and a couple of stories reminded me of things outside our world, outside our borders, outside the Americas, but still having a great um, togetherness. We can be different nationalities, we can live in different countries, but we're still, as I end the show always, we are still under one sky all together so thank you Dutch thank you Netherlands thank you for your tulips they are beautiful so it's fun to have that tulip uh, reminder Travel and Leisure will help you get to the Netherlands if you haven't been there there's plenty of chances Travel and Leisure magazine proud sponsor of WWW what happened this week in the world so go to WWW Travelin'leisure.com backslash order today. You'll receive 58% off the cover price for your 12 issues. One per month. It's $29.99 for an entire year of incredible visual images and suggestions. Traveling Leisure magazine, if you want to call them, 866 737 8037 Boy does that go fast! Always seems to go fast, right? Always seems to go fast. Well, let's get started a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about this comet. Comets, asteroids, space, you know, the Houston Astros will be presenting tomorrow night. They change their uniforms to their uh, Farm League, A Farm League Club here in, in uh, Sugar Land, to the Space City navy blue space city kind of got a good uh, look to it i must admit it's a pretty good looking jersey and they'll all be wearing those tomorrow night i may have to actually get one because it looks pretty cool but of course here in houston nasa is here so very big space organized city space uh, organizations lots to do with space and the frontier of space uh, spacex i was at spacex uh, two weeks ago uh, there and, and in Clear Lake down there in the NASA area. So it's very cool, lots of space. And so this article, this news story that came up, the astronomers have found this comet coming our way. Well, don't panic, but I want us to talk a bit about the asteroid comets, right? Many of us that remember the Star Wars movies, they had that big asteroid fight. That was uh, Um, Han Solo flying that Millennium Falcon in the asteroid belt and they were zoom 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 you know and and they'd get really near and so the ship was quite small in comparison to those asteroids and so you kind of always in fairness many people have, have used the words intermittently between asteroids and comets and I don't know if you're familiar at all with them but I've done my due diligence to prepare for tonight's program and so I'm not about to leave you in the lurch or leave you hanging. Certainly I want you to be always educated if we're going to listen to this program and you're going to take the time to be a uh, a faithful listener then I want to make sure you get factual and solid information. So here's some facts comet versus asteroid. I don't know if you know these of course buzz in, raise your hand, do send me a note and say I got all your questions right. Is there a difference, right off the bat, is there a difference between an asteroid and a comet? Well, I'll use my buzzer to help you.
1: That was easy. Yes,
0: that was easy. An asteroid is a rock type structure, so it has more uh, of a solid mass to it. It is a rocky structure. So if you're talking about asteroids, you're gonna be talking about a rocky fixture, a rocky solid substance. A comet, on the other hand, is, a, is, a, is a, a, a material based on ice and dust, obviously cold in space, but you have to remember that's really cold to have such a large formation of ice, and then as it travels and moves, it obviously creates that dusting trail, or what? What do you call it? A tail? That was easy. That's right. It's a tail. So the tail comes off a comet. Asteroids do not have tails. They're just those bulky fixtures, those rocky clumps. But a comet has a tail attached to it. So that's kind of the simplest way, the most distinguished way, if you were to happen to ever have that discussion or see a picture, you yourself could now go, oh, that's an asteroid. Oh, that's a comet. You know, maybe not get into the, 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 the makeup, but you could say, oh, that doesn't have a tail. There's an asteroid. Oh, that has a tail. There comes the comet. Well, this comet they have found through the Hubble telescope. The Astronomers have found it, and it's on its way. It's barreling down towards Earth. Now, before you pack your bags and get a sack lunch and start heading out of the house for safety, you've got some time. It looks like the closest it will ever be to Earth is going to be the year 2031. We're 2022 now, 2031 is nine years from now. That was easy. That's right, that was easy. Nine years, that math class. And that's the closest it will be to Earth. So what makes this comet so special, you say? Well, for one, its center, its icy mass center, its diameter is 80 miles wide. 80 miles wide. Try to understand what 80 miles is. When we talk about the Netherlands, I've always told you a great rule of thumb: the Netherlands is small. The entire country of the Netherlands is smaller than the state of New Jersey. Okay. So this comet is 80 miles wide. What does that tell us? It's larger than Rhode Island. The state of Rhode Island. Okay, so now we're kinda putting two and two together. Okay, it's an ice, it's got some dust to it, it's got a tail and it's 80 miles wide. Bigger than Rhode Island. Alright. How fast is it coming? If it's gonna get here by 2031, that's pretty slow. Well, I don't know if you'd consider 22,000 miles an hour slow. That was easy. Yeah. It's 22,000 miles per hour is the distance it's traveling as it comes on its way through space. The Hubble telescope has found it. Its large mass has confirmed it. The tail identifies it as a comet, and it's on its way, heading towards Earth. How close will it be here when it comes to Earth at 2031? Well, again, plenty of time to pack your bag, plenty of time to get to safety. We'll not have any problem even when it does. It's going to be about a million miles from the Earth, roughly about the same distance that Earth is to Saturn. So we may have seen Saturn right in some of those clear nights. I've certainly had a chance to see Saturn. There's oftentimes we've been able to see Saturn even with our naked eye, that little spot in the sky if you look in the right direction or somebody helps you look the right direction. So that's as far as it's going to get. That's as close as it's going to get to the Earth. So don't panic. You've got plenty of time. It's moving pretty quick, but it's still not going to be close enough to affect us not going to be close enough to get near us. So, are you okay? I didn't mean to scare you. I didn't mean to bring some sort of fear factor to the program, but I always want to have some fun and a little interjection in this program to make sure you're educated on what's coming and what's not. What's about to get us and what's not. So, that's pretty cool. The other side of this program, of course, we're going to talk about is this, this Netherlands. I really have an affinity and a love for the Dutch. The Dutch have been amazingly cool to me, for me, still have some amazing friends, still have some businesses going on there, still doing some things in the Netherlands. Rotterdam was always that country you remember. Midnight and I found each other, my famous horse. Uh, we found each other in Rotterdam there. He was born in Belgium. We are gonna celebrate in June his birthday. He will be 26 years old. That's right, my horse is 26 coming up in June. Plenty of time to to get excited for that. But I was a, a product of that trade, USA trade kind of relationship, the Netherlands. I went over and worked in the Netherlands, and I worked there 15 years. And so I was supposed to just go, promised I'd go and could survive, of course, in a foreign country and then never being there before, never having gone to a, a real foreign country with a foreign language to be the primary language. I said I could survive two years. Well, fell in love with it, and two years became three, three years became four, and the rest is history, 15 years later. But I was one of those 80,000 jobs in the transfer back and forth between the Netherlands and the US. So. There's a great relationship. The Dutch really do love Americans and, and, and love the, the concept and the entertainment and stuff. Again, if you go to the Netherlands as an American, of course they do speak Dutch, but they speak English very well. So you get along very well and you'll be able to travel around very well. All the restaurants have an English menu. All your movies or most of your movies at the movie theater are coming from America and they are still in English and they do Dutch subtitles. So the Dutch citizens actually in the movie theater have to read the Dutch language while watching a movie in the Netherlands. I found that to be a helpful in the sense of in my early years I wasn't able to speak Dutch but then as you get a little better you can do the language but if you if you are worried about being in the Netherlands or going to the Netherlands it is truly my favorite spot in Europe and I certainly will recommend it as the first spot to go. If you ever have to have a choice to go working in Europe and the company that gives you an opportunity or a decision or a choice or a chance, pick the Netherlands, Rotterdam specifically, ask me, reach out to me, I'll be able to help you get around for sure. You'll see my name on a plaque there at the Maas River there at the Vierhaven. But I'm telling you, it was a great country, great city, did me justice, did fine. In fact, I've got a, a, a dear Uh, girlfriend coming next week, uh, also coming next week because she's coming to visit. I always think she's, we were horse friends. Our horses were very close and we vacationed with our horses together in the Netherlands and Midnight and her horse Morris uh, were best friends, stable mates next to each other. They were used uh, together in a couple of photo shoots to to promote the stables, very close. But unfortunately Morris has not uh, is not with us any longer however she came to visit once before to see midnight and uh, she wants to come again and so she'll be drizz- visiting next week and I'm excited to have her midnight reaction to her uh, he, he saw her for the first time in, in it had been three years I think since we had left and she hadn't seen him he hadn't seen her but she was very close and we were of course very close and so he recognized her voice, kind of stopped, and then he came over to me and made sure it was okay to uh, go see this girl that he kind of recognized. And then of course he went over to her without a problem and she of course screamed with joy because she had her friend recognize her. So I'm anxious to see what happens this time. I would expect it to be a similar type reaction but we'll see. But it's exciting to have that kind of friendship again from across the world that you have maintained this relationship and this friendship has been a wonderful thing to have so many international friends that I have in my travels and have gathered and captured and and befriended and have close by so if you have a chance to travel Travel and Leisure magazine is a great way to get some ideas on where to go and what to do and that magazine again is available because they're a fantastic sponsor this program so the Netherlands is big to this program and to me. And 15 years have been an incredible uh, uh, experience for me. And so we celebrate the Dutch Heritage Day today. We celebrate the tulips uh, in that. And always, of course, you can't hear the word tulip and not think of the Dutch. But Oregon is going to have this fantastic festival over the weekend. And so if you have a chance to be on the west coast and you're gonna be there take a hot air balloon two for the price of one a hot air balloon which is a great little trip fun to be up in the sky about hundred feet off the ground and you'll notice I'll be surprised if you don't notice what I notice it's real quiet really unusually quiet very fascinating thing that I noticed right away and then of course If you look up in the sky, we always see these clouds and we see stars and we look up and see what else is out there. There seems to be a lot out there. But you'll always know when you see an asteroid or a comet, you'll definitely be able to tell, hey, because of that WWW program and that Ken H. from Houston, I now know the difference between an asteroid and a comet. That was easy. That's right. It was that easy to know the difference because we know rock. Versus ice, no tail versus tail, and it's on its way. Please don't be afraid. You've got plenty of time to get yourselves ready to see the potential comet in the stars way far away. But I'll hopefully still be around. We'll hopefully still be on the podcast, and you'll hopefully still be listening. Because remember, we're all in this together. We're all under one sky, and I always, always love that you join me at this 25 fastest 25 minutes of the podcast world. Next week, be on the lookout, exciting times. We're going to have a live program as David M., my dear friend, comes and joins us. So thanks for everybody coming. Have a great rest of your week, and look forward to seeing you again soon. Always a pleasure. Midnight says hi talk to you soon.